you have your Bibles this morning, I want to open to Psalms 23. We're going to continue there today. You know, I've been preaching through the 23rd Psalm, and, and I've called this series Good Vibrations. And good vibrations are important. Dr. Michael Jacobson uh, cited a recent study where patients were asked to recall various types of emotional experiences, and doctors would monitor their physiological responses. They were first asked to recall an argument where they became angry or frustrated. And the patients had to relive that experience in their mind for five minutes. The doctors noted that these patients' immune system became depressed. Their antibody levels dropped 55%. Six hours later, their immunity system was still depressed. On the other hand, patients were asked to re-experience an event that involved love or care or appreciation. And this emotional reaction caused the antibody levels to rise 40%. And they were still elevated six hours later. You know, we all need good vibrations. Perhaps no verse in this psalm that David wrote gives better good vibrations than the last verse. David talks about his final destination. I mean, the truth is, we all have a final destination, right? And that is eternity. So, so listen to what David has to say. Psalms 23, verse 6. Surely goodness and love will follow me all of the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You notice the last word in this psalm is forever. Now, I don't know what you can put before your forever, but understand your final destination is going to be somewhere forever. Eternity. That, that's a long time. To give you a faint idea of something you cannot even calculate, think of it this way. How long is a million years? Well, a million is a thousand thousands. What about a billion years? That, that's a thousand million. What about a trillion years? Well, that's a thousand billion. How long is a quadrillion years? A quadrillion is a thousand trillion. And you might think, well, that's kind of incomprehensible. And so is eternity. Because even after a quadrillion years have gone by, eternity will have just gotten started. And see, God wants your final destination to be heaven. When you come out of the valley of the shadow of death, I want you to be in the house of the Lord. See, life is a journey, and it's simply preparing you for that final destination. So as we close this study on Psalms 23, thinking about our final destination and the journey to get there, there, there are some encouraging truths that should give us, all of us who know the Lord, should give us victory over our worry and anxiety as we face this future. And know this, God's goodness is watching over me. It says goodness follows us all the days of our lives. God's goodness comes behind us all the time. Now that doesn't mean that everything that happens to you will be good, but it does mean that God will use everything that happens to you for your good. No matter what bad or evil comes your way, if the Lord is your shepherd, goodness will come out of whatever happens. This just tells us in the Old Testament language what Paul tells us in the New Testament language in Romans 8. 
He says this in verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Remember, this is a shepherd song. This is a psalm of how a shepherd leads his sheep. Now we've learned that the shepherd in this psalm is the Savior in the Gospels. The, the shepherd that David is talking about is Jesus. And Jesus is no ordinary shepherd. In John 10, 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. There's a very interesting verse in the book of Acts. And it tells us about the earthly life of Jesus. In Acts 10, verse 38, it says this, Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good. If you want to know what Jesus did for 33 years and he was here on the earth, he went about doing good. And what he did then, he is still doing now. The good shepherd is still doing good for his sheep. Now, now think about this. Nothing good ever comes except from God. James 1.17 Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. Furthermore, nothing except good ever comes from God. Psalms 52.1 The goodness of God endures continually. I mean, in one sense, God is good to everybody. Psalms 145.9 The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. Jesus said in Matthew 5.45 He makes His sun rise on the evil and the good and sends rain to the just and the unjust. You, you can't go anywhere in this world where you can't find some evidence of the goodness of God. Well, let me give you an interesting example. Lightning. Lightning often terrifies us. And for good reason. But did you know you can see the goodness of God in flashes of lightning? You see, we need nitrogen for our body. And, and although our atmosphere is full of it, we cannot absorb it through our lungs. So God sends this electrical charge and it separates nitrogen from the atmosphere and the rain brings it down to earth. After that happens, a little bacteria transforms that nitrate into nitrite. And it this form, a plant can absorb it. And then we either eat the plant or we eat the animals that eat the plant. And when we do, we receive the nitrogen that we need to survive. So the next time you see that flash of lightning, thank God for His goodness. But I think so often we take God's goodness for granted. We don't realize just how good God is and, and how much we benefit from God's goodness every single day. There was a dad that was getting fed up with all of the materialism in his house and how his kids were being so spoiled. So he sat them down once and he had one of those fatherly talks. They were just young children. And he said, kids, you don't realize how good you have it. When I was a boy, I had to get up before daylight and deliver newspapers. I walked to the school in rain and snow. I then worked at a grocery store after school. And even then, we didn't always have enough to eat. Well, those kids' eyes were as big as coconuts. And they were in awe of what their dad was telling them. And the dad felt pretty good about his message. He thought he had gotten through to them. Until this four-year-old said, Gee, Dad, I bet you're glad you live with us now. <laughs> Aren't you glad that every day God is good? I know that God's grace is working in me. 
See, we're told not only does goodness follow us, but mercy follows us. And mercy is just the flip side of grace. In fact, it's the result of grace. Isaiah 60 verse 10 says, I will have mercy on you through my grace. See, notice, mercy and grace, or goodness and mercy, follow us. And that, that word literally means to pursue us. See, what it says is God's goodness and God's mercy pursues us. It runs after us. It stays on our heels all the days of our lives. Remember, this is a shepherd song. Shepherds, they do not drive sheep. They lead sheep. Sheep are led from the front, so the shepherd would always be out in front. But what that shepherd would also have with him are sheep dogs. Usually there would be two of them. And they would always bring up the rear. And their job was to follow behind the sheep. And if so if a sheep went astray or got hurt or falling behind, they would bark and alert the master and he would come and take care of the sheep. David is saying that goodness and mercy are like divine sheepdogs, following behind us, keeping watch over us, helping us when we are in need. And we need both goodness and and mercy. We need goodness for our steps and mercy when we stumble. God's goodness helps me and His mercy heals me. His goodness provides and His mercy pardons. Lamentations 3.22 says this, Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. You know, I thank God His mercies are new every morning because there's not a day that goes by that you and I don't need the mercy of God. I mean, think about it as a parent of a little child, especially. They follow that child around. They pick up after him, right? They clean up after him. That's what God does for us. He's constantly following us, picking up our messes. We make mistakes and we blow it and we get things out of order and we sin. And there is God and he is behind us all the time picking it all up putting it back together, working it out, taking care of our mess. That is simply the mercy of God. You know, I'm grateful that we are told goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our life. Not just some days, but all the days. Thank goodness He doesn't turn the goodness and mercy on and off. He's not good one day and not the next. Not merciful one day and unmerciful the next. All the days of my life, I will have God's goodness, and mercy. And I love that word surely. Not maybe, not possibly, surely I can look back on my life and thank God in His goodness and His mercy have followed me. You may not see it. You may not feel it. You may be hard-pressed to find it, but know it's always there. Dr. Harry Ironside used to be the pastor of Moody Church in Chicago. And he told about this dear old lady who lived by herself and somehow convinced herself she was being followed by two men everywhere she went. She even developed a phobia about it. She tried psychiatrists and counselors and she would regularly call the police. But nobody could help her because nobody was following her. Well, she finally went to her pastor. She said, Pastor, I have a problem. Everywhere I go, two men follow me. I go to the grocery store, they follow me. I get on the streetcar, they follow me. I come home, they're right behind me. I go in my bedroom, they're right there at my bed. He said, have you told the police? 
She said, yes, but they say they're not there. Well, the Holy Spirit spoke to this pastor and he put his arm around this dear lady and he said, you know, you're one of the most blessed women I've ever met. She said, how do you figure that? He said, oh, you're one of David's friends. And he opened to Psalms 23 and he read these words, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. He said, sweet lady, those two men are goodness and mercy and God has sent them to follow you all the days of your life. She said, oh, pastor, that's wonderful. To think all this time I've been afraid of them. And from that day on, she went to the streetcar and before she got on, she would wait for goodness and mercy to get on. And she would come home to her apartment and open the door and let goodness and mercy in, in front of her. She lived the rest of her life that way, always secure in the fact that goodness and mercy were following her. But you see, they're not imaginary. They're real. God's goodness and God's mercy will follow us all the days of our life. Truth number three, God's glory is waiting for me. There's a great word in this psalm. It's that connective little word, and. Listen again. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That little word connects today and tomorrow. It binds our present with our future. This entire thought meant so much to David. Psalms 27.4, David said, One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord and all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in His temple. David had one goal in life, to make it to heaven. And he was pumped because after the and, he doesn't just say, and I will die, and I will cease to exist, and I will dissolve into nothingness. No, he says, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now that spoke to shepherds. See, shepherds are always on the move. They live in tents. As soon as the sheep would clear off a spot and devour all the grass, they had to move on. A shepherd never got to settle down for too long in one place. But David said, one day, I'm going to make my final move. I'm going to reach my final destination, and it's going to be in the house of the Lord. And this destination is not just a place, but a person. I mean, notice, the psalmist begins the, the psalm with the Lord, right? The Lord is my shepherd. And he ends it with the Lord. I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Jesus said in John 14 too, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. That word mansion literally means dwelling places. So if you are his sheep and he is your shepherd, you are guaranteed, reserved, a first-class suite in his house. You know, I don't know all the facts about my future. I don't know how I'm going to die or when I'm going to die or where I'm going to die. But I, even though I don't know the facts, I do know the finality. I do know I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, it's pretty cool that God saved the best for last. Right? And he tells us in the very beginning of this psalm, we will lack nothing. If you're hungry, he will lead you to green pastures. When you're thirsty, he will lead you beside still waters. 
When you're down, He will pick us up and lead us in the right way. Even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, He will protect us with His rod and staff. When we are surrounded by our enemies, we will eat in a calmness and assurance at His table, knowing He is beside us. And He tells us our earthly life is full of goodness and mercy. And it's wonderful to know Him and to love Him and to worship Him and serve Him and praise Him on earth. And He closes the psalm by telling us if the Lord is your shepherd, the best is yet to come. You haven't seen nothing yet till you reach that final destination. Oh, the best is yet to come. I'm sure you've heard this story before, but I want to share it with you. There was a young woman, uh, not young woman, an older woman that diagnosed with a terminal illness. And she had been given three months to live. And she was getting her things in order and called her pastor and had him come to her house to discuss the funeral and what she wanted done. And she wanted to be buried with her favorite Bible. And, and she talked about everything. And it seemed like she was wrapping it up and the pastor was about to leave and she remembered. She said, wait, one more thing. I want to be buried with a fork in my right hand. The pastor looked at her like she'd lost her mind. And the woman said, I know you think it's strange, but in all my years of attending church socials and potluck dinners, I always remember whenever the dishes from the main course were cleared, someone would lean over and they would say, keep your fork. And that was my favorite part because I knew something better was coming. It could be chocolate cake or banana pudding or apple pie, but it was something wonderful and sweet. She said, so when people walk by my casket and they see that fork in their hand and they get that look in their eyes, I want you to tell them, keep your fork. The best is yet to come. Well, that dear lady passed on a few days later and the pastor went to the funeral home and he stood by the casket and time after time people walked by and they saw the pretty dress and they saw the Bible and then they would see that fork. And over and over the pastor would hear that question. What's with the fork? And time and again, including in his funeral message, he stood before the people. And he said, this lady had the Lord as her shepherd. And because of that, she knew the best was yet to come. So the next time you reach down for a fork, if you know Jesus, if you are his sheep and he is your shepherd, remember, your final destination is coming. The best is yet to come. So let me just ask you, as we close this morning, are you secure in your final destination? Because that security only comes when you surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And if that's what you need, come. Come down here and talk to me. Stop by the church this week and share with me. Just, just don't wait. Because the best is yet to come to all those who make Christ their Savior. Would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you for these encouraging words from David. We thank you that you are our shepherd. You are watching over us and caring for us. We thank you most of all you provided a way for us in the end to dwell with you forever. May that not only encourage us each day in our life, but will that empower us to share that promise with others so that they can come to know you as their shepherd too. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen.